This is Pumpkin. And this is Peach. And welcome to the Pumpkin and Peach Podcast. Episode... (laughs) (laughs) What episode is it, Peach? Nobody can hear a smiling face that says, I don't know. (laughs) Um, 47? Three? 47-3? 473? No, we're not quite there yet. 43? No. 44? No. 41? No. What? 46. Oh, I danced all around it. Yeah, didn't you? (laughs) Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Happy Tuesday. Don't mock me. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Um, we're drinking for the first time uh, some of the ciders that we got from that liquor store in Pennsylvania. Well, we're not drinking them for the first time. We're drinking this for the first time. Well, yeah. But it's part of the ciders that we got up in New York. I thought it was in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, we got these ones in Pennsylvania. It's Cider Creek Hard Cider Blueberry Pie. And it's delicious. Yeah, it's really good. First time trying it, and you get to hear it. Yeah, that's really good. It really does taste like a blueberry pie. Yeah. I get more of like a blueberry crumble. Because it says it has cinnamon <laughs> in it. Yeah, that's good. At five out of five. Five out of five. Would recommend. Well, ten out of ten would recommend, but no, on untapped. Well, we're not gonna. But. So, I think this is the only. This is the only thing we've drank, you know, in the past. However. Yeah, we. Long, like we haven't. Don't need to. Uh no, I think there might be some other stuff. You might have had some stuff. I haven't had anything. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say stuff that we drank if I meant. Um, no, I don't. Uh, this might have been the only thing we've drank. Yeah, in a bit. So, um. We've been busy. <laughs> so, yeah, so a five out of five, which is, um, for this Cider Creek Blueberry Pie Cider, it's five point. Five percent alcohol. Um, so the five out of five is, you know, on untapped. We use untapped whenever we talk. If this is your first time listening, you're gonna get the sh- the spiel. If it's your if you're a regular listener, then you hate this. You might not hate this. You hate it because I hate it. I hate saying it. <laughs> Every time, and again, I've explained many times, like when I would watch TV shows and they explain the same thing on every episode, and I'm like, we fucking know this, but again, it's not for you, it's for the people who just turned it on that very night and was like, what is this? And if they say something, they need to explain it, because they don't know what they're talking about. So He's really speaking about taps. Well, that's just the... 
the biggest for instance I have in something like this. I'm sure it happens on many other things. When I would watch Ghost Hunters back in the day and they would explain what an EVP was on every single episode. They would say EVP and then it would cut to Grant saying EVP, EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. And then they would go into what the explanation was. Every fucking episode. And I was like, man, we know this. <laughs> we know this. Like, we, and it's again, it's like, well, yeah, it's not for the we. It's for the person that just turned in, tuned it in that night and was like, I have no idea what this guy just said. They were front running. So, not even that, but like, if you just stumbled upon it or, I don't know, if they're looking in the fucking TV guide. <laughs> Oh, the TV guide. (laughs) And they were like, oh, this is on tonight. This looks interesting. Let's check this out. But they had no idea what it was about. Um, So that's why, like, every episode we have to explain about Untapped. Because when we drink things, that's what we use. And, again, we should really be getting some kickbacks from Untapped. Because we talk about them all all the time. Um, We should probably look into that. See if there's something... Um, but we use Untapped. It's an app, U N T A P P D. You can find it on Apple Store, Google Play Store for Androids. Um, it's just a cool app that keeps track of. It does ciders, beers, and meads. It doesn't do wine. It doesn't do cocktails. It doesn't do hard spirits. Um, it's just the other things: ciders, beers, meads. Um. And it lets you keep track of what you drank, where you drank it at, where you bought it at. If you liked it, they have a rating system from 0 to 5. I'm going to sneeze. So it's... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. So, it's cool. And most of the things you can find when you look it up... It'll already have a listing on there. Some things don't if they're new or some places are like more of like a craft uh, thing and maybe they're not like up on putting stuff up there right away. So sometimes if you can't find whatever you're drinking, you can make your own listing. You just got to make sure there's not already one for it. Um, If there is and there's some information that's not right, you can submit an edit and they can change it. Um, it also lets you put things on wish lists that you might, that might want to try. Um, so you remember what it was that you wanted to try. It tells you like nearby venues near you and what they carry, like bars and stuff. You can subscribe to certain bars and things and you'll be notified when they get new things on tap and It'll help you if you're searching for something and you don't know where to buy it. If somebody checks into something and they checked into buying it at a certain place and it's near you and you go to look, like each listing has a find it thing. So if you hit that and you put in your zip code and somebody had checked into it, buying it near you, it'll say, hey, it's available here because this person bought it here. So it gives you a good idea of where to find things sometimes. So it's just a really cool app to use to keep track of all the things you drank and if you liked them or not and what you liked about them because you can write little notes and stuff so there you go and again this gets a five for both from both of us both Mm -hmm. both of us and uh so there you go that's that (laughs) the end uh 
shortest podcast ever. Uh, probably minutes. not the shortest. I'm sure there's shorter ones. Like um, five minutes. So what'd you do last weekend? It's Tuesday. I think I said that already. It is Tuesday. And we should have put one out on Sunday because that's our somewhat schedule that we're trying to stick with <laughs> of getting things out every Sunday and episode out every Sunday. But life happens. We really suck at it. And because you keep changing it, it was no, it's Wednesday always Sunday. It's point, been Sundays and Tuesday and then Monday, and then it's just like it's so hard because I wonder what my notification is. Nothing. It's She's nothing. Flashing. Um, but it's just it's hard to put things out, and it's hard when we've had a very busy weekend. And we don't have time to record on Sunday. Yeah. And then yesterday was, we went on a date. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, went on a date. It was pie day. It was pie day, and it's also, uh, it was also steak and BJ day. You know, guys, Valentine's. And Jeff and I have an agreement where uh, Valentine's Day <laughs> is about me, and he buys me a gift, and on steak and bj day he gets to go to the rodizio and then we normally typically get pie for dessert because it's also pie day yeah we did go to the rodizio it was very kind of disappointing yeah because they just seemed short-staffed and there's a lot of people there and usually most of the time when we go there it's like they're bringing it to you way too fast and, like, you don't have a problem waiting for stuff, and you feel like you're, like, oh, my God, I'm eating so fast because stuff just keeps coming around. Well, last night was the opposite of that. It was slow as balls of getting something. And for the price you're paying, it shouldn't be that way. Like, I, I feel like we really didn't get our money's worth, or Peach didn't get her money's worth. No, because there's a lot of the food there that I'm not a fan of. But so, yeah, you say it's your favorite place, your favorite one to go to. Because, because why? There's, I don't know. Because of the cake? Is that the oh, reason why? Oh, no. But the cake is a big point of that. I don't, they have this, what the fuck is it called? A Brigadero tort? It's no. A, that's not what you get. You get the cake. The to, There's a tort and a cake. Oh, well, it's a Brigadero yes, something. Yes. Cake. Cake. And it's a flourless chocolate cake. I've been saying about flourless yeah, on the it's menu. Flourless. I know I'm just saying on the menu last night. Didn't um, say and like it's it's fucking delicious. It's uh, like the consistency of a cheesecake, but like a, a thick, like a New York style cheesecake, and really creamy, like mousse, and it's chocolate. Like a thick mucus. No, ew. Why would ew. you say that? I don't know. Maybe because now you'll never want to order it again. No, it's so good. And it comes with sliced up bananas and ice cream and whipped cream. And it's delicious. And we didn't get to order it last night because it's cake, not pie. And yeah, yesterday was pie day. It's not cake day. Um, cake day should be all the time because cake is delicious. <laughs> um, so why is it your favorite one to go to when you just said that you don't eat I a like lot of stuff? Because I like the polenta. And really? I like just it. for the polenta? And I like the pineapples better. And I like the bananas better. And you I just like... don't like the main stuff better, which is <laughs> no, the whole point of going. I do. I like their, I like all of their stuff better. I like that they have ham. 
I like that their their chicken wrapped in bacon tastes better than the other places chicken wrapped in bacon because they do like the white wine white wine sauce on the uh, chicken wrapped in bacon at the one in Pennsylvania and I don't like the way it tastes it has a bitter taste to it um in case you don't know what we're talking about we're talking about a rodizio like steakhouse it's like a brazilian usually a brazilian themed that's where i guess where it originated or, or and stuff and there's a couple different ones a couple different chains there's some small ones that we've been to that are not chains um yeah. jeff likes steak and eating steak out is fairly expensive um so this way it's it is a more pricey meal out but he gets to like have his fill. It's not just a oh I'm buying one forty dollar piece of steak. It's like oh I'm gonna get some garlic steak. I'm gonna get some top sirloin. I'm gonna get some the parmesan steak. Yeah. So like basically cuts. what they do is they have a bunch of meat on like skewers and they come around to your table and like they cut it off for you and you take tongs and you pull it off and they have like you know most places have like a certain amount of cuts of meat and they'll sometimes they'll do specials for the month and. Stuff like that. They usually have like a top sirloin and uh, chicken wrapped in bacon, uh, steak wrapped in bacon. Um, some places have different stuff. Like the one that we went to last night, um, it's just called Rodizio Grill. It's in Voorhees. Yeah. Like they have like top sirloin and garlic steak and um, they have sweet and spicy chicken. They have ham. They have the chicken wrapped in bacon. They have these uh, pineapples that are coated in, like, cinnamon sugar and, like, glazed or baked or I don't, I don't know. I guess they're on the spit, they're too. Blazed. And they're really, it, it's ridiculously good. And sometimes they have, like, pork, like, uh, Parmesan pork. Um, they do. Jeff likes to go in January. But we don't get that. Jeff likes to go in January because they do Rodizio on fire and lots of stuff is spicy. Yeah, in addition to yeah, like the regular, the regular stuff. stuff. But yeah, and then like there was the one time they did like the wild game month where they had like boar and stuff like that. Um, That's when we went with Kevin and that other couple. Yeah, I mean, so it's good. Sometimes it is hit or miss. Sometimes you'll have a really good like time there and then another time you'll be like oh that was kind of like lacking like last night because it, it just felt like the service was really slow and we didn't really get all that we wanted to get and it just seemed like there wasn't a lot of different things like the same stuff kept coming around yeah and um because of, of it being march the special was corned beef and cabbage and which is more of like potatoes. a side yeah it was up at the um like the salad bar part of it it wasn't like one that was like brought around because i don't think corned beef on a skewer would work well out. no but like you can bring it around like they do like the ribs sometimes like oh do you want this and they get like a tong and they pull it out yeah. and put it in your plate i suppose so um or like the salmon at the other place mm -hmm. but it's usually a good time it's usually delicious i mean the, last night was a little lacking and that was unfortunate but um, it's good. You get a variety of stuff. You know, it's all you can eat. Uh, and it's good. I mean, that's the reason why I like, like buffet or all you can eat or stuff like that. It's not like oh, I want to just sit there and pig out. 
Sometimes I do because I'm super hungry, but I like the variety. And that's another thing where I like with this. It's like you get a, a lot of different cuts of meat Excuse and different me. types of meat. So it's like good than just going to one place and getting one thing for what the, you know, a pretty pricey price. A pricey price. A pricey price. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we were going back and forth on what we wanted, like, where we wanted to go get pie from. Because, um, like, there aren't many restaurants where you can, like, go and get a pie. Like, you know. Um, so we were thinking about going to a diner that's near us, the Town and Country Diner. I think we've talked about that before. And because they had apple pie, cherry pie, blueberry pie coconut custard pie and lemon meringue pie and they also have a really good chocolate cake that and that, and that was what I was gonna get because I like pie but I wanted chocolate <laughs> um but Jeff was like I don't know I don't feel like going and sitting down somewhere because we were just gone out um to the Rodizio so we ended up stopping at Wawa on the way home and we got tasty cake pies <laughs> Yeah, there needs to be a place around here like the Pie Hole from Pushing Daisies, where it's just like a place that just serves pie. And I'm sure there probably are some. Um, they're talking about on the radio not too long ago, and there were, were people saying that there were places that, that were like that. Probably not as cool looking, though. But, um, yeah, there needs to be like a pie something, like a pie restaurant. Um, but yeah, we just got the tasty cake, tasty Claire pies, because that was just the easiest thing to do. They were good. Yeah, they were all right. <laughs> I would have liked a nice, like, peanut butter pie or something. Chocolate peanut butter delicioso pie. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Something's good. Okay. Um, so what did you do this weekend? What why, did you do this weekend? Why were we, why were, were we too busy to record? Well, I don't know why you were too busy to record. Well, I don't have a peaches patch or anything like that. I don't have any <laughs> A peaches special. patch. <laughs> like you have I your pumpkin. A peach patch. <laughs> you can have one. Do you like makeup or something? How am I supposed to do a podcast about makeup? I don't know. Talk about it. You know, like, hey, this makeup is really cool. That's more of a thing you need to see. Well, I don't know. Do something. <laughs> whine. You want me to whine? I don't think people want to listen to that. Yeah, I gotta listen to it all the time. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. Oh, you're so rude. She's just a baby. <laughs> um, That's a Kardashian thing. Oh, it's, uh, fuck that. It's right. one of the younger ones, his daughter. Uh, well, well, then nobody says, wants to. Nobody cares. It, what is it? It's Stormy. So who is that? I, I don't even care. I don't even know. It's one of the Jenners. It's one of Caitlyn's daughters. I don't even care. Um, and she goes, you have to listen to mommy. She, I'm just a baby. Ew. That's that's what it's from. Wow, that makes it even more horrendous. Um. So why were you so busy? I was so busy because. <laughs> What are you doing? 
having anxiety. About what? That's what that means. What is what? What does what that mean? That shiver thing that it's about anxiety. It's your body trying to get rid of it. I learned about that on TikTok. Yeah, learned about it from and an accredited I, source. And then I Googled it, and it's accurate. I'm sure it is. It is. Oh, it is. Can you just tell the people why uh, you were busy this weekend? Uh, Come on. Well, what'd you do last weekend? Well, what I did and what I've been so busy. And we've been busy and I've been busy. Because this whole past weekend, I volunteered to be uh, on the staff of the Monster Mania convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, Monster Mania is a pretty big convention here on the East Coast, the Northeast. Um, they do conventions in Cherry Hill and down in Hunt Valley in uh, Maryland. And they just recently started doing some in Oaks, PA, at the Expo Center. Um because they've been doing uh, Cherry Hill for years, and they've they've sadly they've outgrown the hotel. I know that they have a I don't know a special place in their hearts because like that's just where they've always had it there or they've had it there for so long. And I don't want to say for the fact that like the hotel has a special place for their in their hearts for them because it's just changed over management, so it's not like that company really knows like them so much they like because it's just new people coming in um but it worked well in oaks because it is a, a much bigger space but it just felt different it's just really kind of not the same of like having it in a hotel and you know being able to have a room somewhere and you know go back to your room or have the spaces for like a a Q and A and stuff like that because I don't know if they did any Q and As at the one in Oaks because I only went like just for like the Sunday morning to get some stuff done that I needed to get done like to meet some people and get some autographs I didn't stay for a long time so I don't know how they would have that set up because it was basically it's a pretty big space um, but. Um, so I volunteered and to, to be there for the weekend and it was pretty, it was pretty cool because I've been going to horror conventions for a long time and it was, I always thought it would be like fun to like be the, you know, person on the other side, the, the volunteer, the seeing the stuff from the other side. And I just, I don't know, either never did or just like didn't never have the opportunity to do it. Um, but Recently, Monster Mania had put out a call for people in the area that could be volunteers because they were looking for, to get some new people in, whether it was because they had to weed out some old people because of, um, I don't know, certain situations. Maybe some people turned out to be jerks, I don't know, or some people were canceling a lot because of COVID and just not showing up for their volunteer shifts or saying that they couldn't do it because... They didn't want to, you know, risk it or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, they were looking for some new people. And I applied and 
had gone through like um, a Zoom meeting and some emails and stuff back and forth, and um, you give them the, your availability. Uh, the, you know, and it just works out for me because you know conventions usually take place on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I have off on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, um, so it's just really kind of like a awesome fit. So I had like open availability, so we got picked. Uh, we had like a meeting the week before at the hotel, and we just went over some stuff. And um, then the the week of, like you know, we got this our schedules and when we we're going to be working and what times and uh, where we would meet. And um, so um, got there on Friday, and it it was cool. Like it like just to preface it, it was a cool experience. It was cool to see it from the other side and just being an attendee and seeing behind the scenes. Um, it, it's basically like, if you love horror conventions, it's a great thing because you get to be a part of it. You get to experience it. So, like, that's just, like, the perks of doing it. So, it's like, you know, you don't have to pay the, for the admission ticket because, yes, you're, you're working, but you still get to experience it just in a different way. Like, I still got to see... You know, my downtime in between, like, you know, in in the middle of working, like, I still got to see, like, Q&As, and I got to work during Q&As, and, you know, uh, I still got to hear them, and, like, the costume contest, and Rocky Horror, like, I still got to experience and experience them. I mean, yes, technically, quote-unquote, I had to be there, so it's not like you could just walk in and go, oh, I'm going to leave and go do something else. But it was still fun to experience that stuff. So it's like the perks of being able to experience the convention without, you know, having to spend the money to uh, be at the convention after all these years of, like, you know, paying to get in and stuff like that. It's just an added benefit of doing it. And then, like, um, it was just, it was really fun. And uh, Friday, I went in uh, earlier than my what my schedule shift was supposed to be because they're looking for some people to come in and help. I don't know what the reason for that was, um, whether it was because some people didn't, weren't showing up because, um, I don't know. I don't understand because, uh, from what I heard, like that some people who went through the whole process that I did still like in the end just didn't show up for their shifts. And it's like, why would you even volunteer in the first place and go through all that just to not show up? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Um, so, uh, got there on Friday, and, you know, they have a cool, like, they have, like, a little break room for us, for the staff people um, in the hotel, and you can, like, leave your stuff in there, and um, while you're working, I had bought... I bought, like, this leg holster thing, like a bag. Yes, shake your head. I, I'm pretty sure if I volunteer, again, I'm going to actually wear it. Because um, it would just come in handy. And I know it looks dumb. Just get a fucking fanny pack. And it's like a leg bag that straps around your waist and then straps around your leg. And you can carry <laughs> stuff in it. Um... It's just, yes, I know it's goofy looking and it's dumb, but it, number one, I'm not there to impress anybody. Number two, it would just be more helpful and beneficial to me to have more stuff on me 
that I might like, need. What what did you need to carry that you didn't have with you? Well, what it came in handy is for me to have my um my backup batteries, so then I would have been able to charge my phone like when I was sitting at the thing or or anywhere else to charge my phone, and also uh, what it came in handy when I was doing the um the ticket check in because the the tablets kept dying and they couldn't keep them charged fast enough. Now, if I had had my battery, I would have been able to plug it in and kept it going well, without your responsibility. To it doesn't matter if it's my places. responsibility. It just makes it easier for me. It's something that I'm going to have to be doing. And I don't want to have to keep on being like, Oh, this died, this died, this died, or I need another one. Like it, it would make my life easier. So it would have been better if I'd had that on me. And, um, and then just to like to keep stuff on me, like, you know, stuff that I might not want to leave upstairs in, in the break room. Like, not that I don't trust anybody, but like some of the people I didn't know and it was an open room um, for the most part. If nobody was in there, they would shut it. But that was an, another problem. It's like, well, if I'm leaving stuff up there and the room gets shut, I didn't have access to it unless I found somebody who had access to it. Um, so I'm pretty sure I, I'm going to wear it next time. Um, I know it looks stupid, but again, you should be okay with it, because you want me to look stupid. I don't want you to look stupid. <laughs> you want me to look unattractive to people. So, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do the do trick. Do I need, do I need to worry about you? No, but that's the thing. You're always like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. If I'm wearing this, ain't nobody talking to me. Yeah, but people will be like, you're with him? Well... And I have to be like, yeah, he's yeah. wearing a fucking. It's leg. not a, it's not a fanny pack. So no, wear a fanny pack. A fanny pack would be better. I don't think so. So and it like, and I wasn't the only one. Like there was a couple other people that were wearing stuff like things like that. And, like I say to my kids, if people were jumping off a bridge, but would see you that jump doesn't that doesn't factor into this because. There's no point. What's the reason they're jumping off the bridge? And what's the benefit of me jumping off the bridge if they are? The benefit to this is that these are people who have done this for a while and they they are now using these things because it's beneficial and helpful for them. So if I'm coming into it and going, hey, you know what? It's worked for them and, and they've started wearing it because it is helpful and beneficial. Why wouldn't like I had the idea to do it as well? It's helpful. It's not like, oh... I'm just trying to copy them because I think it's cool. Like, I know it looks dumb. It's not. It's I not know cool. it looks dumb. And maybe not looks dumb on them because it just looks more natural because they've been probably doing it forever and it's just normal for them. To me, it does feel a little weird and stupid. And I don't really like it so much, but it's just, it's beneficial, unfortunately. Um, instead of, like, having to go run upstairs if I needed something of mine and... Uh, so, I don't care. I'm probably going to wear it uh, the next time. Um, so, got there Friday, did the ticket registrations where people would come in with their, you know, ticket confirmations with the QR codes, either on their phones or on pieces of paper, and I would check them in. Uh, we, there was three tables set up in the lobby, and there was two people at each table. Um, although, I did find that because they only had one banner that was set up and said, hey, ticket redemption, have your QR code ready. And they only had that over one of the tables, which was the middle one, which is the one that I was usually at. 
that more people would come to me instead of the other people because they just saw the banner and they just thought, well, this is where I'm going to go to this table. I don't know what these other tables are here for. But so I had more people coming to me than everybody else did. Um, but Friday night, it was a little bit hectic because that was the first night and a lot of people were coming in and you had all the, the wristbands set up because you had like regular Friday bands, pre-show bands, Saturday bands, Saturday pre-show, weekend bands, pre-show weekend bands. Um, because the pre-show you could have for Friday and Saturday or the whole weekend pre-show, even though there wasn't a pre-show on, there was not a uh, early admittance on a Sunday. That was just normal day, no matter what. So like mainly just for Friday and Saturday, if you had those pre-show bands for Friday or Saturday, or if you had a weekend pre-show, it would give you access on Friday and Saturday. It basically just gave you admittance to an hour earlier, just to the vendor's room. It didn't do anything else. So, um, and how much does that band cost? Uh, I'm not sure how much more it is than regular. I think you're paying like maybe another 20 bucks more. Mm. I personally don't see the point of it for me. It wouldn't because it's like, well, I'm just getting in to see stuff to buy. Like if it was like getting you in early access to see like the celebrities, that'd be something else. But just to go in for like the vendor's room for me personally, I mean, I know people do it. Either people do it because like that that's that what they prefer. They like getting in without having they like looking being able to look at the tables without a crowd. So I guess that works because, like on um, Friday the convention started at uh, five and on Saturday it started at ten. So like they would let you get in either at four on Friday or at nine on Saturday. Um, so. A lot of people would come in, was doing that for a while, and then I had a little bit of a downtime. And then when I came back to working more, it was kind of towards the end of the night with a couple hours to go before the autograph rooms closed at 10. So I was at the end of the line at uh, Thora Birch's line to make sure nobody else got in it because they had capped off the line because they wanted to make sure the people that were in line they were going to be able to get through them and then be able to probably close out the, the night and not have people more people at on the back of the line because either they wouldn't they'd be waiting for nothing because they wouldn't get in or keeping the celebrity in the room signing for longer than they should have been um so i was just there to make sure nobody else got in the line and it was it was pretty cool um, a lot of people didn't like me because I was telling them they couldn't get in line. Um, and it is what it is. Uh, and there's a lot of people saying, hey, um, well, can I just hop on the line or can't she just sign two more or can I or, or what does it matter if it's just me? Here's the thing. When you go to a convention and that happens to you, this is the reason why. If I do it for you... I'm going to have to do it for everybody and say somebody else already came up and I told them no, but then I let you do it. They're going to be double, doubly furious because they're like, Hey, he just told me no, but they let that other person do it. So it's just going to cause a lot more problems. And I know I get it from the other point of view where it's like, Oh, it's just one more person. Oh, can't they just do it real quick? Sure. They could, 
but the, the point of it is is that at a certain point the line just has to get cut off and once it does you gotta tell everybody you know and treat everybody the same because if you tell one person yes and the rest of the people know it's just it's not fair and it just causes problems um so did that until the end um and then there was um after that there was a, a bit of a downtime where they were like switching over the room where all the celebrities were signing at to there was going to be the vip party that night um yeah if you buy a vip tickets 150 dollars for the weekend and they get you like en- entry until you know the entire weekend um you get a t-shirt a poster you get entrance into the VIP party, and you get a skip the line card, and that's for you to be able to use at any stars table where you can only use it once, but you just go to a certain table in the lobby that's meant for the skip the line cards, and you go there, you tell them, I want to use my card, I want to use it for this celebrity, and then one of the staff members takes you right to the table, you go up front in front of the line, everybody else is waiting there. Um... And you don't have to wait in line, but just for one person. And you couldn't use that on Michael C. Hall. You could use it on Michael C. Hall. Oh, you could. I thought you, you could. told me you couldn't. No, you could use it on Michael C. Hall, but there were there were stipulations to him, as there there wasn't for anybody else. For Michael C. Hall, um, for anybody who doesn't know, if you don't know about Monster Mania, but they had a Dexter reunion, um, like cast reunion there with a lot of the cast members they had michael c the hall there who is dexter uh, who plays dexter um he was in his own room upstairs signing and they did like, a number system where you when you lined up they were handing out numbers and you had to keep track of like what numbers they were calling up so you didn't have to stand there and wait in line and waste your time you, just, you followed them on social media and they would say hey we're bringing up numbers this through this so if you have that number ticket come to the lobby and we're going to bring you up to the room. So the stipulation with the VIP tickets or the skip the line cards for Michael C. Hall was on Friday night, they were only taking the first 150 VIPs that came to use their card because they put the VIPs to meet him first. So he was doing photo ops first thing. Like as soon as the show opened at five, he was doing photo ops. And as soon as his photo ops were over, those 150 VIPs got to meet him first, and then it was the regular people that got cards that to wait. But they didn't want to inundate it with every all the VIPs, so they limited it to how many could use it the first night. And um, Saturday and Sunday, there was no limit, but I think they said they only sell like 300 VIP tickets. So like a majority of them would have been used Friday night if people were going to use it, and then there wasn't any, any limit on Saturday or Sunday. You just had to present it by a certain time like i think you had between nine in the morning and 11 in the morning to use your skip the line pass for him mm-hmm. but there wasn't a there wasn't a limit on how many people could use it they just had to get it in by 11 o'clock in the morning for saturday and sunday um but for anybody else you just go to the table and say hey i want to use like um uh I said Thora Birch was there. Um, any of the other uh, Dexter actors that were there, Jennifer Carpenter was there. Uh, David Zayas, James Remar, Eric King, C.S. Lee. I was gonna say something mean, what? but then I because I like 
Who else would you need to use that for? But Thora Burt, she had. A or really anybody. Long line. A lot of people had long lines. Like a lot, all the Dexter people had long lines all weekend. Thora Burt had a long line all weekend. Roger Jackson had a long line all weekend. Um, Kane Hodder had a long line. Derek Mears had a long. Line. A lot of people had long lines at certain times. So depending on when you'd use it, you know, and you would just go, hey. I want to use my skip the line card for, you know, say Thor Birch. And then somebody on the staff would take you right to the front of her line right then. And no matter how long it was, like you'd be the next person in line. So, uh, but you can only use it once, only one time for one person. A lot of people thought like, oh, I get a skip the line card. That means I can do it for everybody. It's like, no, you only get to do it once. Um, so... Then um, there was the VIP party that night, and they had like um, they had some cakes there. They had a Ghostface cake, they had a Dexter cake, and uh, Roger Jackson was at the the party. He's the voice of Ghostface. He cut the Ghostface cake. They had C.S. Lee and Eric King, and I think maybe James Remar were there for from the Dexter cast to cut the Dexter cake. And they had a DJ there, and they had music playing. They had the ice cream Belgian ice cream sundae table. Um, and people were having a good time. They had a cash bar. Um, they were talked about singing karaoke, but that didn't happen when one song got sang. And that was after pretty much everybody was gone anyway. Um, but it was a good time. Um, I mean, I didn't get to really do anything because, you know, I was working, you know, staff, making sure people weren't coming in from doors that they shouldn't be coming in and making sure they were supposed to be there. Um, I did get a piece of cake at the end. I had a ghost piece of the ghost face cake, which was good. The cake was good, but the, the icing, the fondant was a little much, but I, you know, I guess if you're going to make it look like ghost face, you got to kind of use that. But I brought peach a home piece. Mm-hmm. Um, she pretty much, uh, agreed with what I had said about it. A lot of people were saying the Dexter cake was really good. For some reason, I just didn't try. I want to see like a pig just like sitting there eating cake. But I mean, there was a lot of it left over um, that got thrown away, unfortunately, which is sad because I mean, they, those cakes get paid for, and they were good cakes, and it's you know viable food. But you know, if nobody's going to eat it, they're, they're not going to save it. So um, that was unfortunate. But uh, then that was it at the end of that night. Then. That's when I came home. That was around... I got to leave a little bit early that night. I was scheduled till 1 in the morning. And I got home around 1. Because I got to leave like at like 12.30-ish. Because um, things wrapped up a little bit earlier than scheduled. And then Saturday I went back again. Um, a little bit earlier than I had uh, planned to. Because the weather was supposed to be wacky on Saturday. And it didn't actually turn out to be what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a wintry, snow, rain, cold, like cyclone bomb, whatever. But it, it, it rained here a lot in the morning. Then it changed the sleet. I never really saw it change the snow at any point. It snowed here. We had like a, a nice dusting on the ground. I never saw it change. Like, we're well, driving there, it was just, it got cold, 
and it was a little icy, but I never saw any snow. And then I got there early because I didn't want to make, I wanted to make sure I got there. So I, there wasn't a chance that I wouldn't been able to make it in if it had done whatever it was supposed to do. I wanted to get there before it got bad. And, um, but it just wound up not really doing anything. It got really cold and really windy, but that was about it. I mean, it turned out to kind of be a nice night. We got clear. It was just cold and windy. And, um, got there early. I did, um, they did Q and A's. They did, a, um, Roger Jackson Q and A and Ash vs. Evil Dead Q and A with, uh, Dana DiLorenzo and Ray Santiago. And then they did a reanimator Q and A with Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. And I did all of those. And then, um, after that, I went and had a little bit of other downtime and then had to go, um, clear out the vendors rooms because everything on Saturday night shut down at seven it starts earlier in the day like Friday it starts late and ends kind of late but on Saturday it starts early and then ends earlier than normal because it ends at 7 it starts at 10 in the morning and then ends at 7 so the autograph rooms close at 7 and the vendors rooms close at 7 so I went around with some of the other staff members to clear out the, the vendors rooms to make sure everybody was out um, patron attendees and, and vendors alike you know everything has to be closed up and locked up and make sure nobody's left in the room so did that. Then um, there was a Dexter Q&A at 7 o'clock, which I was not down in the room for. I was up at the entrance of that room that they were just using for VIPs, and everybody else had to walk around to the front uh, main entrance outside to go out that way, not through the hotel. Because they had to change some things around because the fire marshal had some problems with the way that people were, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened, but it had something to do with the fire marshal and they wanted to comply, so they changed things up. I made some people not too happy because they had to walk outside, but um, a lot of people were complaining about that, that they had to go outside instead of walking through the hotel because it was cold. Um, but it's like you're outside for literally a minute to walk from the one entrance to the front entrance of the, the other room. Yeah, it wasn't a long distance. Like, you honestly probably had a longer walk to your car. Yeah, you definitely, unless you had a really primo parking spot. Yeah. Then you had a longer walk to your car than it would have taken you to walk from the one door to the other door outside. Um, so, um, then after that, at... 8 o'clock, they did um, Friday the 13th Q&A, which I was down in the room for, uh, working the doors, making sure people come in. Because after that, they just said, okay, we're just going to have people come in these front doors, and we're not letting anybody else in the back door. Because then starting at 8.30, they were going to start lining up the people for the costume contest down the hallway. So um, the Friday the 13th Q&A went from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. But in the middle of that, starting at 8.30, they started lining up the people in costumes up the hallway with one door. So everybody everybody had to go through um, the main front doors from outside. Um, but I got to be in the room for the Friday the 13th Q&A, which I was really excited about because Friday the 13th is my favorite franchise. 
And um, they had Warrington Gillette, Derek Mears, Kane Hodder, and Steve Miner were on the panel for that. And um, it, it was fun. It was fun to listen to them talk to each other and um, just be like, you know, them talking about the movies and them being fans of the movies and like how they felt like when they had gotten the parts and and stuff like that and um then like i said at 8 30 they started lining up the people in costumes and um nine o'clock the costume contest started they had different categories they had like children's category and they had the scariest category and then the most original category and then the sexiest category and um what are you giving me side eyes for i didn't i didn't designate the category um so they did that that was from like nine into just a little before 11 and then they had the rocky horror picture show shadow cast with um transylvania nipple productions um they've been doing rocky horror from in the philly they're out of philadelphia They've been doing it since 1997 in the Philly area. They do it every third Friday, I believe it said, at Ritz East in Philadelphia. They, they do their performance. And um, Dave, the guy that runs Monster Mania, he had said um, Saturday night that they had been there with them since 2008 um, doing performances at the Monster Manias, which... I don't know for some reason like I just never noticed before that they did it or maybe I just didn't realize it I don't know usually always just hanging out with people and not doing that but it was a fun time because I was down there working so um it was cool they had a good crowd they put on a really good show it was fun um I hadn't seen I hadn't seen uh anything like that since I was in high school so um I had gone uh, a couple times when I was in high school to the Bucks County Playhouse in New Hope to see Rocky Horror, and they basically did the same thing. And it was fun, so I hadn't seen anything like that for a very long time. Um, so it was a good time, and then after that was, we were all done, and that was probably like quarter to 20 after one, and then I drove home, got in bed, and said, oh, it's two o'clock, and then it was daylight savings time, so then all of a sudden it became three o'clock. And I was like, fuck, now it's even later. And I was just so exhausted. And um, then I was getting up Sunday morning, and that's the last day of the convention, and had some friends that were coming up from the Baltimore area, uh, our friend Chris and Eric. And so I was like, well, I'll, I'll, they're going to be you know, getting up there pretty early. So... I was like, oh, I'll hang out for with them for a bit because I wasn't technically on to volunteer until noon. Um, so, or like, it was like noon or, or 12.30. And um, so I got up there early. I woke up at 9. And I was like, oh, I better get a move on if I want to have time to like hang out with them before I, you know, whatever. Peach was still sleeping. And I just left Peach sleeping and drove up there. And I got there like around like quarter to ten. Uh, found Chris, uh, hung out with him for a little bit. Walked around with him for a bit. Walked around the vendors' room. Um, 
he tipped me off that because Vinegar Syndrome was there and they're a movie releasing a company uh, kind of like your Shout Factories or Scream Factories and Arrow Video Vinegar Syndrome has their own release titles for movies and they have they had Drop Dead Fred on Blu-ray and I had no idea that that was even you know a thing that existed until he told me so like as soon as he told me like I went and bought it right then and um and it was pretty good I mean Blu-ray and like you can't even find it on DVD like they put out a DVD but it, like you couldn't even find it like I, I, I used to have a DVD of it I used to have it on VHS but um and I thought for a time I did have it on DVD, but it was just very rare to find it and definitely not out on uh, Blu-ray. So them releasing this was really cool. I was really excited when he told me that they had it and that I could just go buy it right then. And um, did that, then had a bit of downtime. Then when I came on at noon... I went back to doing the ticket registrations where people come in to get their Sunday uh, wristbands and did that for a bit. And then I had some time to, to walk around and um, I met a couple of people uh, during that time and then came back to the table, did some more ticket registrations. And then the on Sunday, um, it starts at 10 and then ends at 5. That's the end of the convention. And on Sundays, it's kind of hit or miss when you come just for Sunday because some of the stars and the vendors, they kind of leave early. They, they'll, they'll pack up early. So, like, if you're ever going to go on a Sunday, it is good to go because it usually is a little less crowded on a Sunday. Though not this time because they had the Dexter cast there, which brought in a lot of people um, coming to this convent, this specific show because... They drew in a lot of first-time people that had never been to conventions before, and they just drew in a lot of people who had been to conventions before but like really wanted to meet them because you don't see them do a lot of conventions, and Michael C. Hall had never done a convention ever. This was his first convention ever doing a convention, so it just drew in a lot of people. So even Sunday was kind of crowded. It did lessen up a little bit um, in the middle of the day, but in the morning it was very crowded and uh very packed uh i did get to see chris like i said got to see eric got to see my friend ted and um tom um and that was all that was all the people i saw that i you know know that i saw i mean there could have been other people there that i knew but i, I didn't see them um specifically and so then after we were told that we could stop, you know, redeeming the tickets because it was just later in the day. And uh, I guess at a certain point, they just stop redeeming them. And if anybody, you know, says, oh, I have a ticket, they go to just like the regular uh, information table and they'll like let them come in or whatever. If it gets like super late in the day, like the one time we went and it was like, what was it, like four o'clock? They just let us walk in without even paying. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then again, like you're chancing it cause you want to get there early and pay it because was also the day that we went super late, like people were packed up and gone. Yeah. So like, like, don't think, Oh, I'll do that next time too. So I'll get in for free. It's like, well, you might get in for free, but there might not be a lot there for you to do left. Like 
it just so happened that what we went there to do was for Peach to meet Nick Castle, and he was just, luckily, he was still there. And he didn't have a line, and I was so starstruck, I said nothing. Yeah, I got Peach, I bought <laughs> Peach his autograph for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Picture, and uh, um, an autograph, and I was super thrilled about it. Like, really excited. Yep, and again, so thrilled didn't say a word (laughs) i get really nervous when it comes to meeting celebrities um i don't really buy into the whole paying like ridiculous amounts of money to meet people like i understand a lot of these people aren't really in movies anymore and like they're doing this to see the fans and to like make money or whatever but some of these people charge way too much money And it's just crazy to me. But uh, the couple people I have paid for or gotten to meet, I just get so tongue-tied and starstruck I don't speak. (laughs) Which stinks, but... Yeah. I'm I'm hoping to overcome my nervousness um, for August because they just announced that they're doing like a Scream reunion at the August Monster Mania. And last August, they did one as well, and Jeff got to meet Matthew Lillard, and I absolutely love Matthew Lillard, and Jeff told him that I did, and he told Jeff that he loved me too. Just don't bring that up, because I'm pretty sure he's not going to remember Oh, I'm it, sure he so won't. So he's going to make, it's just going to be awkward. <laughs> but You said you love me! <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I, I'm going to pay to meet him and get a picture with him because I absolutely love him. So um, I'm very excited about that. I just need to get some courage. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes it is awkward and you, you feel like you're a little rushed or you don't want to b- babble on and, and say stupid things. So I always try to sit there and think like while I'm waiting in line, like what am I going to say? Like think of something to say. I go through like just different things that I could say what i shouldn't say and like it's different too because like i when i've gone with jeff in the past like i'll hold his autograph book or i'll take pictures for him or whatever um and a couple of the celebrities he's met have been like oh i'll take a picture with you too and typically if jeff is getting the picture and they offer for me to get in i always say no because that's jeff's thing and he he doesn't like to have pictures with people and i'm fine with that because a hundred percent of the time he's paying so I, i'm fine with that and what i really like more often than not which seems awkward for a lot of people when i go to these conventions i like to actually take a selfie like i take the picture myself i turn the camera around and i snap the picture because that usually whoever's working like they have a handler or somebody that's specifically there at their table to take pictures for them they always want to like reach for your camera like oh i'll take the picture I've had bad results with that in the past, and I just don't like the way they come out. I prefer doing the just taking it myself. That way I can see what it looks like before I take it. I know that it's going to come out good. And to me, it just seems more personal. Because like if, if you take like a, a, a picture that's like three feet away and you get like a full body pose... I don't know. I like it where it's just like, hey, you're closer together and they're like, you know, right next to you and you snap a picture. Like, it just, to me, it seems more like personal. 
Are you shaking your head by Because you cut me off when I was in the middle of talking. What? No, it's fine. No, it is fine. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's what I, I like doing. That's, I don't like other people taking the pictures for me. Um, so, yeah, so, and then at the end of Sunday night, just got to, to meet a couple of the other people that I wanted to meet. And then that was it. It was all done, wrapped up. Um, uh, people started leaving. The volunteers would kind of drop off, you know, one by one. And then it was done by five. That was it. I mean, I'm sure, like, the, you know, the, the higher up uh, staff people, the people that co coordinate stuff, they had to stay there to the very end to make sure everything gets broken down. And, and I don't know how it all closes, you know, professionally. Um, but, and then it was done and it was a fun time and I liked meeting the people that I met. I got to meet, um, Barbara Crampton, which I was really happy to meet. I met Steve Miner to add to my Friday the 13th collection. Um, I got to meet Roger Jackson and I mean, I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, I don't want to assume that you're a fan of horror or even know what I'm talking about or any of this. So, um, well, Barbara Crampton, she was in Reanimator. She was also in, you know, From Beyond, um, Castle Freak, uh, Chopping Mall. Um, she's got some new movies that she's been in. She was in one of the newer um, Puppet Master movies. Um, she's got a movie out that seems pretty interesting that she was talking about during her Q&A called Jacob's Wife that I want to check out. I'm not surely sure where it is to watch, but i got to find that and check it out. And then Steve Miner, he was a associate producer and assistant on the original Friday the 13th, and then he directed parts two and three, and um, he directed the movie Warlock, which I really like, and he directed Halloween H2O, and he's produced some other stuff, and mostly just for the Friday the 13th stuff that I got, but I do love Warlock, and... Um, and I got to meet Roger Jackson, who's the voice of Ghostface in all of the Scream movies. And uh, he's going to keep being, as, as long as they ask him. So people were asking him during his Q&A, like, oh, like when they came around for like Scream 4, were you like, oh, maybe I don't really want to do this? And he's like, no, I, I love doing it. And there's this little thing that I like. It's called living and, and getting a paycheck. So I'm going to, you know, it's... it's you, it's good to have a job. So he said he'll keep doing it. Um, they're they're going to start filming a next one soon, he said. Um, and then uh, he was really cool to meet, and it was cool to listen to his Q&A. Um, I met Thor Birch, and she was, you know, from Danny from Hocus Pocus. Um, she was also in Ghost World. Um, she was in... Some other stuff. She was most recently in The Walking Dead. She played a character which I don't know about because we never made it that far in no, the series. we checked out of that show a while ago. Yeah, so I don't know what her part was. Um, but um, she was in it. A lot of people love her from that, but I have no idea what that character is. So 
Um, she was really cool to me. I met Devin Sawa. He's from Final Destination and Idle Hands. And, and Casper. And Casper. I'm getting there. You cut me off. You want to yell at me. I was getting to Casper. I didn't cut you off. You did. You talked over me and cut me off. I was getting to Casper. And uh, he was an SLC punk. And I'm fairly positive he was in the new Chucky series. They said that. They said it. he, he played his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that was him. Um, well, his dad and, and his and dad's brother, because he had like a twin brother. I only watched the first episode, so um, so yeah, he was cool to meet. Although it was really awkward because I went over to meet him because I was waiting in Thor Birch's line, and he had nobody in, over in his line. So I had asked the person, the other staff person, um, how long he was going to be there for. Because I didn't want him to pack up and leave while I was waiting in line for Thora Birch. And she was like, well, let me go ask him. Or let me go see. And uh, she's like, oh, you, you can just hop over there into his line. And then I'll you can just hop back in the line here. Um, because everybody around me was staff members uh, waiting in line. So it was just like, hey, we'll just pop you back in. Because, you know. So I went over there. But then his handler had just walked away. He seemed kind of lost without his handler. He's like, I don't want to touch the money. I... I don't want to do it myself because I don't want to mess things up. So it's just like, uh, I guess she's coming back. And luckily she had just come back. And so, um, but then I got him and then we figured things out with him. And it was kind of sad. I don't want to say sad because there was nobody up, but there was people waiting in his line before, but just at that instance, there was nobody there. And uh, he had pretty decent lines, uh, the weekend and um, then I hopped back into Thora Birch's line and met her. And everybody I met was really cool, really nice. Um, don't have any complaints about anybody. Uh, oh, then I also, after that, at the end, I met Dan, Daniel DiLorenzo. I wanted to meet Ray Santiago as well, but by the time we were all done with Dan DiLorenzo, he had uh, pieced out. So um, that sucks, but I'm sure he'll be at another convention at some point. Um, because their Q and A was really cool, and it was really funny to listen to them talk about stuff. And uh, all in all, like I said, great experience. Everybody that I met, uh, celebrity wise, was really cool, really nice. I don't have any horror stories, um, like I've had for some other people in the past. Um, everybody was just really cool, and. Looking forward to doing it again. Hopefully, I you know everybody was just. I think like hopefully with something like this, it's like kind of like once you're in and you don't do anything to fuck it up, you're kind of in. So they kind of bring you in. So like if you're available to do the shows, then you're you're able to volunteer again. Um, I'm hoping that's the case because uh, I really enjoyed it and I really want to do it again. Um, I want to try to do it again in August when they come back to Cherry Hill. Like Peach had said, they're doing a Scream reunion. So they have Matthew Lillard's going to be there. They just announced that today. He's going to be there. Ski Ulrich is going to be there. Jamie Kennedy, Nev Campbell. Um, that's all they've uh, announced for that so far. And they said that Dick Warlock's going to be there, who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2. Um, he was also in a bunch of other stuff, and he's a 
stunt stunt man and stunt coordinator on so many different things. Um, he was in uh, Halloween three uh, as a one of the uh, silver shamrock henchmen, but he's worked on a lot of stuff over the years as a stunt coordinator and a stunt man and. Uh, then they also announced Julie Benz is going to be there, which is kind of weird they would have her at the next convention when they just had all the Dexter people at this past one, and they're just bringing her in on this one. I don't know. Maybe she couldn't make this one. I mean, that's true, but it's just like, oh. And that's good for everybody who got their signatures this past one. It gives them a reason to come back and get her on whatever Dexter poster or piece of who memorabilia. Who is she in Dexter? Rita. Oh, she's Rita. Yeah. She was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Um, She's done a bunch of other stuff. She was in one of the Rambo movies, the newer Rambo. Not the newest Rambo, but, like, the newest one that came out, like, in present time where he was, like, you know, on a boat and and stuff. She was in that movie. Did you finish your drink? Kind of, almost. Why? Do you want the rest of mine? No. Don't like it? It's making my tongue itchy. Your tongue itchy? Yeah. I think there's something in it that I'm allergic to. I don't think so. It's just bananas and chocolate ice cream and vanilla ice cream. Um, but, so yeah, they announced that. They're going to announce more guests soon. Uh, I'm sure of it. Um, they're going to be having the one down in Hunt Valley, September... 29th? No. September 30th, 30th to October 2nd. Uh, we just booked our hotel room for that. So either way, we like to go down there and hang out with our friends and stuff. And I hope I'll be able to volunteer for that one as well. Um, but either way, we'll probably be going down there. Um, and then they're doing the one in Oaks, PA at the Expo Center, uh, November 11th to the 13th. They haven't announced any guests so far for the Hunt Valley or the Oaks, PA one. They're just kind of focusing on the next one, which is in August. So, just interested to see what other guests they're going to pull out. And um, a lot of people are already excited for the guests they've already announced. So, and a lot of people get like, oh, you know, I've already met them. Or they were just there. Or like a couple shows back. But it's like, hey, that's great for you. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't get to meet them that time. Like me, who did not get to meet Matthew Lillard last time. Or like, oh, maybe the last time they were there this person couldn't make it that time so just because you met them doesn't mean that everybody's met them so it sucks and maybe if you don't like going just for the atmosphere and meeting friends meeting your friends there and hanging out and just having a good time maybe just sit this one out i mean i know that's not the great thing to say because you know it is an event where they want people to come to it but if it's there's not enough draw for you like then just don't go like a lot of people complain like like, they're the only person that matters. Like, oh, well, there's just not enough that's going to bring me in. Do something else for me. It's like, well, it's not all about you. Like, it's about trying to please a lot of people. And so maybe you've already met that person, but somebody like Peach didn't meet that person. So, hey, a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't get to meet them last time. Please bring them back. Please say they'll come back sometime. And this is them coming back so other people can meet them that didn't get a chance to before. Um, and it's like you want to kind of get that um, relationship with some of the actors so like they enjoy doing the shows and they want to keep coming back and 
it's hard to get like new people because you kind of got to gauge by like who you can get, who's willing to want to do it, uh, who people want to see. Cause sometimes they take that in consideration where people like say, Hey, they request certain actors and like, Hey, I want this person. It's like, can you pr- try to bring in this person? Can you try to bring in this person? And I'm sure they try and do it. And it's like, well, is that doable? Does this person even interested in doing a convention? Like there's a lot of factors that go into having a guest at a convention. So it's not as easy as just going, Oh, well I said, I wanted to see them. Why can't you just have them be there? And it's like, well, it doesn't work that that way. And it's also like their availability too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people just aren't available because maybe they're doing something in their personal life or they're filming something, you know, like that just happened with this past uh, convention. Ernie Hudson was supposed to be there, but he had to cancel because he's now filming the new quantum leap reboot on NBC and he's going to be a major character in that series. So he had to cancel due to filming that. And that happens sometimes too, which sucks. And a lot of people were like, Oh, can I get a refund on my ticket? Because he's not going to be there. And I was just coming to see Ernie. And it's like, well, sorry, you can't get a refund because that's like the number one rule that has always like the number one unwritten rule. That's always been for conventions ever since I've been going is don't go to a convention for just one celebrity because you don't know what can happen. People cancel all the time for various reasons. And if you're just coming for one person, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. If something ha- should happen and that person can't make it because then you'd be like, Oh, can I get a refund? It's like, well, it doesn't work that way. Like there's still plenty of convention for you to come in and enjoy it's just that you're making it so like well i was just coming for that person it's like well sorry like that's not how it works i mean of course if that person cancels and you had pre-ordered like a photo op or something sure you'll get a refund for that but they're not going to refund you your admission ticket just because the one person you wanted to see the most had to cancel for some reason because that's just not the way it works but I guess that's that's all. Um, that was the whole experience, and like I said, it was fun, and would love to do it again. Are you done talking? Yeah, I'm done talking. All right. All right. Do you want to say anything else? No, I guess that's it. I mean, said everything there is to say. Um, I don't know when this is going to come out. You'll hear this whenever it comes out. Um, gonna you know put it together and, and put it out tomorrow st patrick's day we started recording yesterday and then uh had to stop and pick it up tonight yeah so well um, happy st patrick's day yeah you'll probably hear this after st patrick's day so yeah i hope you drink some green beer eat some corned beef and find some gold Find some gold and then share it with me. Why you? And then I'll share it with you. No, thank you. I'm you don't want any gold? You. I'm mad at you. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Begin spiel. Hi, Peach here. Want to check us out on social media? On Facebook and Instagram, we're at Pumpkin and Peach Podcast. We're even on Twitter now, too, at Pumpkin and Peach Pod. Interested in checking out our business? On Facebook and Instagram, Ugly Mugs Inc. In any of the bios will be our link tree and you can get to any of those locations. If you want to collab or sponsor up with us, um, 
if you're local, if you want us to come to a place, your place of business, and try something and review it on the podcast, we'll be more than happy to do that. If you're not local, you can send us stuff, and we'll talk about it and review it on the podcast. And then, who knows what could happen from there. Please write a review for us. It really helps us out. Also, depending on whatever platform you're listening to us on, like or subscribe. It'll help you because you'll know when new episodes drop, and it helps us grow our presence. End spiel.